0: You'll be the uh the modern day lawnmower man.
1: <laughs> I'll just be like flying around cyberspace, like earning Xbox achievements. <laughs> just waiting for that like that like bleep bloop sound of the achievement popping. That'll that'll be like a drug for me in cyberspace. I was space. gonna say that's that, your
0: dopamine. That's that's your drug.
1: Yeah, I'll be I'll just be like chasing that Chivo dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Too much energy. Hooray! You're Silverbolt! Uh, seven. Seven. These upgrades come with a warranty! Blah 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 blah, Beast Wars once and for all! Titor, uh, uh, what have you done? i am giving this episode no energon
0: what yeah. are you a quintesson?
1: this is no energon fuck
0: it i i can't Sigma you balls, sh- <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh, no not that
1: Maximals, Welcome to Too Much Energon, the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm the Siege, one of your hosts, coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere on planet Megatron. Almost said Energon. I'm not sure which one I meant to say this time. No. Anyway, yeah, I'm the Siege, uh, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hello,
0: it's me, NeoCal, and I'm on a giant floating megahead. but it's out of energon so it's it's crashing
1: it was good while it lasted yeah you know it was fun for a nice little joy ride in the sky for a few days you know yeah uh... got to
0: pretend to be megatron i presume that whenever you use the speaker right to the the megaphones or whatever there's an automatic uh megatron uh amplifier that just makes you sound like him
1: does it make you sound like him or does it make you sound like those, uh, the impression of, uh, that those guys on Twitter say that they, they do really well? Yes. Listeners, we, we alluded to this in a previous, a couple of <laughs> previous episodes. Some, some dudes on Twitter. No, it being... specifically
0: makes you sound like, um, Christopher Siege's, uh, impression of, of Megatron?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mine specifically. Or actually, what better yet, uh, the, uh, The dude, the bad sound alike from the 1996 Beast Wars video game. There there we go. (laughs) Yes, the planet
0: has Energon. (laughs) Excellent. You there. Give me your spark. (laughs) I'm going to end the Beast
1: Machines once and for all. (laughs) Each and every one of them. Yes. (laughs) Even the ones that aren't beasts. Uh. uh how how are we doing this week cal we're, we're we're
0: doing you know we're we're doing we're getting we're 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 watching uh spider-man a month after everyone
1: else has well well it depends um i I went and saw it in theaters on December 30th i think it was okay so year. a
0: few uh, four months I, I went and saw it four months after. <laughs>
1: A uh, funny thing that I did in regards to uh, uh, *Supitaman*, no way, hombre. As I've uh, as I've come to dub it recently, um, uh, yeah, I went and saw it in theaters, uh, and I uh, bought it digitally on iTunes like the day it came out, and ended up watching it with a friend of mine. But what I uh, found out like a week or two ago was uh, apparently I had pre ordered the four the four K Blu ray on Amazon at some point, so it kind of just showed up. <laughs> And I was like, huh. Well, uh I, I I guess I own this movie twice now. I didn't need I didn't need to buy it on iTunes. But uh well at least I got access to those special features, right? And indeed the reason I got to see it was because Siege
0: was like dude. Do you want one of these? <laughs> I have oh,
1: two. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the 4K Blu-ray came with a uh, a digital copy, and I was like, well, I now own the movie on Blu-ray, and I also have an iTunes copy that I bought a month ago. So, Cal, do you want this digital copy?
0: Oh, so technically you almost have three <laughs> copies. I always forget that a big drive to push Blu-rays was, hey, there's a digital copy. Yeah, they and they still do that, too. And they still do that, yeah. So te- technically, if you have a person that's just watches stuff on their computer, you could be like, hey, do you want this? I remember a lot of people were selling them, the, yeah, the digital yeah. copies, during, back in the
1: day. Uh, I was one of those people. So That's why I brought on, it up. <laughs> selling them on eBay. I was also selling uh, uh, around the same time they used to. Um, back in the day, when uh, video games would come with like online passes and shit like that, or as like an incentive to uh, uh, to buy a new copy of a game instead of a used copy, it would come with a code for like day one DLC mm-hmm. that uh, would otherwise be like ten bucks. If you uh, if you bought if you didn't buy a, a new copy that just came with a free code for it, it would be like ten dollars. Um,
0: oh, I always thought that that was dumb, but I never thought about, oh, that's to encourage retail purchases. I always, I always thought it was um to encourage pre-orders.
1: No, no, it was to encourage... No, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a move that was uh, roundly criticized uh, mm-hmm. back back in the day. And I didn't care, because I never really bought used games anyway. So I'm like, hey... That from, from my perspective, like I'm going to buy this game new, new anyway, so from my perspective, I'm just getting free DLC with it. Cool. No complaints here. Never um, bought anything new.
0: Except Elden Ring. I did buy that brand new.
1: Well, I, I don't even buy retail games anymore. No. <laughs> I'm all digital. Hell, my console doesn't even have a disk drive. That's right.
0: And yeah. soon you're going to give up your meat body and just exist in the cloud. Somewhere
1: uh, in the Microsoft X Cloud, specifically, yes.
0: Yeah, what was uh, it?
1: Is it still universal that games have like a total
0: of a thousand achievement points? Uh, it's or did that go out the window? Uh,
1: it it it, it depends. But in general, most games uh have a thousand, yeah. But if mm. it's like um, if it's like a remaster or something like uh, that like. I don't know, like an HD collection of like old games or whatever. Like a lot of the times it'll like, it'll still have one set of achievements, but it'll be like, Oh, they, uh, this, this uh, package that includes like three remasters of these three old games, it'll, instead of having 1000 gamer score, it'll have 3000. That kind of nice. thing. Yeah. If you're an At achievement hunter. At one
0: point I, I didn't really at one point i liked it's weird i only seem to care about trophies and achievements when it's like a game i really like
1: uh yeah i mean that makes sense why would you go through the extra effort if you don't like the game um i
0: had one guy on xbox live uh who one thousand point like 100%ed like every single game he played and all you need to do is play a game for it to enter your, your library so yeah. it's like this like purist right whereas I've got like 90% of the games I played have like no achievements because it's like I got it from Blockbuster played it for well, like a day right? well if you
1: have literally no achievements you can actually uh, remove the game from your uh, your games played list and then there's like a hundred with like one or two Yeah, that I, I played for like a couple hours right with like, um, and I guess, with, like, five gamer score. Five out of a thousand. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, can I just <laughs> remove those? Um, and I guess there's a purity in some, at least may, probably not anymore, but it, it, young adults at the time. Um, I heard people did this with, like, PlayStation trophies, too, where they only played games that they would, like, 100%. And I have, like, one guy, one one friend who only had, like, five games. But had all the achievements from them, and whether he would even try a game really depended on whether he was going to commit to one thousand like gamer score. Um, I was like, man, what a weird way to live your life. What a yeah,
1: life. yeah. For these like, like, don't get me wrong. I uh, I really like uh, Xbox achievements and PlayStation tro- trophies. They're like fun to track down, but like every now and like. Actually, not even every now and then, like almost every single game will have like a handful of chibos or trophies where I'm just like, I'm not going and collecting 250 fucking feathers like no. (laughs) But I'm also not going to play like not going to not play this game that I'm otherwise enjoying just because I know that I'm never going to go through go through like all of that bullshit.
0: I try not to look at them because it might affect my joy of the game. Being like, oh, like if you find all of these, oh, or if you get like this ending or whatever. And if I'm aware of that, then it made, would make me go, should I like load back or whatever? And only happened like once or twice mm. in my past where I lit that effect and I was like, oh, I missed like two out of like 17 of this one of the collectibles Ugh, or whatever. And
1: it's like, no. Nah. Uh there's a there's a game called Near Automata. Um yeah, you have uh, mentioned it before, I think even on this podcast. And uh luckily in the game
0: plus or like near to the end, you can unlock an NPC and uh he sells certain things, it's not obvious. And um you can buy achievements or trophies from him. <laughs> And that made me realize something. Again, making it another reason it's one of my favorite games. I was like, wait, do I want to go and do those for having accomplished that? Because I was going to 100% the game and get all the trophies. And I'm like, no, this is much better. And just a few hours of like grinding and selling stuff or like whatever and buying the rest of the, the trophies. I was like, ah, cool. I like that. I'm an adult. I should be allowed to buy the rest of my trophies.
1: I had a, I had a co-worker who in um the Resident Evil 2 remake, shortly after that came out, they released a, a DLC pack for $6.99 Canadian that would unlock all the weapons. And as soon as that came out, I'm like, cool. And like, these are all weapons that you can unlock by doing things in the game, but it's like doing things like you can unlock the infinite rocket launcher by like beating the game
0: in on, under 2 on, hours on, on, hard on hard
1: only using the knife and i'm like yeah i i knew exactly I'm, what you were going to say i'm like okay so i did all of this shit back in the original resident evil 2 when i was a teenager Same. um and that was fun back then but you know what I am an adult in my mid-30s. I don't have the time or the willpower to fuck around with that bullshit. But you know what? You know what I want to do? Still want to do, though? I still want to run around with an infinite rocket launcher and blow the shit out of all the zombies. So, you know what? $7? I am A-OK paying that to, to, get, to get experience that joy. There you go. So there a they're... lot of
0: people view that as like malicious like marketing. The um well you can get unlock Darth Vader it just costs this much in game currency but it would take like 200 hours in whatever battlefield the Star Wars I think it was like four I,
1: I think you had to play the game I think someone figured it out you had to like play the game for something like 40,000 hours to unlock oh, everything to
0: every single thing if you were really efficient in every game you won it was with yeah. every game winning too um, it would yeah it was like i Forty? Yeah, it was something Some, something insane
1: like that. But it's like, oh, but you can like pay like thirty dollars to just unlock all of this shit like right from the get go. That that that's predatory. That's yes. pred- That's predatory Th- and you. manipulative. <laughs> that's, what I that's what shitty. I just mentioned with Resident Evil though. I don't I don't view it that way because like those games always have those kind of challenges built into them anyway. Like even yeah. the old ones back in the day had like ridiculous challenges like, you know, beating the game in under two hours on hard using only the knife gets you infinite whatever. The knife and the handgun. Yeah. And getting yeah.
0: an S ranking in every <laughs> chapter.
1: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So like those kind of like ridiculous challenges, were, like They are doable. Um. But but they've always been built uh, built into that franchise, so... Yes. I I don't think... So, those kind of challenges feel natural in the newer Resident Evil games, but I like the option of just being able to bypass that, because, again, I'm a grown-up now, I'm in my 30s, I don't have the time or the willpower to go through all this shit, but I still want to, like, kind of reap the benefits, you know? I just Mm -hmm. want to play a game and enjoy myself.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, speaking... I only
0: want to. Uh, I only want to. Usually, the first time, I don't do any shenanigans. The first time beating through a game, yeah. I, I play it as intended, and then yeah, afterwards, yeah, everything goes out the window. Give me that infinite rocket launcher.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, another thing too is Capcom quite wisely they didn't release these, and they they released a DLC pack. Uh, just like this for the Resident Evil 3 remake, and I think they did for Resident Evil Village as well. So it's just a thing that they do with the modern Resident Evil games now. Yeah. They don't release it at launch. They release it like two months later because they want... So they want you want you, to
0: keep playing and so have fun with it, yeah.
1: Because they want you to play through the game as intended for the first couple of months, but after a couple of months go by, it's like, okay, if you just want to pay to unlock all of this shit, Six bucks. Here you go. So, and again, that's that. I think that's another reason why, like the way they go about it, isn't predatory and manipulative. No, no,
0: I I think that's a lot different than uh, the many tactics games can use to be manipulative, um, especially sports games. Yeah, this last half decade, basically buying booster packs for for different like ranked players for your, like, online games? Uh, apparently, uh, like, those FIFA games, like, rake in money. Like, hundreds or thousands of dollars from each player. That's...
1: Uh, grown men
0: and their fantasy football. What can I say?
1: <laughs> uh, 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 MLB The Show. Uh, I'm, I'm not big on sports, but I do really like baseball and MLB the show for the past couple of years has now been on Xbox as well, even though it's a game made by Sony. What a wild thing it is to boot up uh, a game and have on your Xbox and have the PlayStation straight up the PlayStation logo, a splash screen of the PlayStation logo. What a wild Uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's actually one of the sports games I, I think is good.
1: Yeah, they're great, but they, um. Uh, and that new one's really good too. It has a, uh, it has a mode called retro mode. And, uh, I don't know if you ever played a Super Nintendo game called Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball, but it is modeled after that, right down to the point of using the same music, the exact music from that game. Wild and and it, it's introduced by Ken Griffey Jr. Whenever you start <laughs> a game, it's like he you hear like uh, uh, him say like Hey, I'm Ken Griffey Jr. and welcome to the show. <laughs> and he'll start playing the music from the Super Nintendo game. Ken Griffey Jr. presents well, Major neat. League Baseball, and it'll have like a very like classic like 16 bit like camera angle uh, a, a view of the field. Like it's it's really fun. Um, but anyway, that. Uh, those games have those like stupid card packs too that you can buy but of uh course. Hey, here's the thing and i'm gonna be perfectly honest i don't understand how it works
0: <laughs> we don't understand how adult sports gambling works in video games
1: i would never sink money into it and like even having being a uh uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, like, one of my perks was like, oh, you get ten free starter packs. And I'm like, cool! Cool! I'm gonna open them! Cool! I don't know what the fuck any of this does. <laughs> and I've, but uh, thanks! And, but thanks! And I, I've tried to figure it out, too, but, like, at this point, those games are just so goddamn dense and so built with the Uh, mindset that like everyone playing them are like hardcore fans of of this game and know exactly what, like what all of this means. They don't really try to explain it to you. And I'm like, well, that's okay. Because I didn't want to give you money anyway. Yeah the they have got the game very... is free on Xbox Game Pass on day 1. That's and I don't want to play against I... other humans anyway. <laughs> I don't want to play against other humans anyway because uh here's the thing, I'm not very good at video games. Most so... people are better than I am.
0: <laughs> so why would I want to give you money for small boosts in my ability to beat other humans jokes on you (laughs) jokes on you i'd be bad anyway (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but speaking of um predatory and manipulative
1: yes uh this is episode 82 of too much energon and this week we are talking about the 26th overall and final episode of beast machines Endgame part three seeds of the future seeds of the
0: future man
1: <laughs> we 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 got here man we, we we did it this is the end of uh uh too much energy on phase two phase mm-hmm. two of too much energy on we got through beast machines we made it to we we
0: made it to the end of beast machines here we are here we are and Born boy to be kings what an end
1: what an end uh this is gonna be uh This is going to be kind of a truncated discussion, uh, folks, because uh, more than half the episode is just Gary Primal and Optimal Megatron just fighting. And it's kind of hard to recap all of that.
0: Now, what we will do is say this. It's animated really well, and it's cool to watch.
1: It's a very well choreographed fight, and it's very exciting to watch. Uh, Um, There's an underwater part. And they animate water, like, physics and bullets going through the water. Really cool. This is actually the first underwater scene we've seen since uh, Beast Wars. Season 3 of Beast yeah. Wars.
0: Yeah. There's water here, folks. It's probably, like, sewer water.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, they... Well, actually, I was going to say, like, I, I can't imagine they would have sewage because they're robots. But I'm like, Wait. They they have organic components, Mm -hmm. so maybe they do have wastewater. It's
0: very infrequent, but you know maybe they uh, they take a maybe they've got certain you know uh, uh, coolant fluid that they need to to change here and there. Maybe they they take a maximal break from uh, uh, every. I'm good. I'll be back in twenty minutes. I gotta take a maximal dump.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna so, go, I'm gonna go maximize the shit out of that toilet. Yeehaw.
0: <laughs> so uh, it seems uh, like we're we're doing filler, folks. Uh it's because again, 80% of the episode is oh, and then like they fight and they say some really cool stuff. And 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 like like Gary Primal says, Looks like this is a farewell to arms
1: farewell to arms megatron as as his arm gets blown off that made me chuckle um r- real quick listeners i gotta apologize uh, i got stricken with allergies literally like 10 minutes before we started recording so i wasn't I'm... gonna
0: say anything but like five minutes ago we have different allergies and my eyes like started watering so if it looks like i'm crying it's because i'm so emotional over this last episode
1: <laughs> um uh yeah, so so uh the the episode opens like picking up where the the last one left off. Uh, Gary is greeted by uh Optimal Megatron, and uh, Gary's like, "Wow, you're in my old body." Look, that's kind of weird, bro. It, it looked way better on me. And Megatron's and you know Megatron's like, "Why, why? No, I I wear this far better than you ever could have." Yes. Um, I actually like the way uh, the the optimal body looks on Megatron. Like it looks cool. Like it's it. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a couple of years later, right? From uh, from mm-hmm. the last season of Beast Wars. So the CGI is better. I find the the way the character the character moves a lot more naturally. It's less metallic looking. Like uh, less. Yeah, like, there's that less chrome. Um, it doesn't fr- have that chromatic, chromatic effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it looks pretty cool. And also to point out, um, big size difference. Uh, much bigger than when they were on
1: Planet Energon. Uh,
0: Planet Energon there, that's mm-hmm.
1: true. I mean, uh, uh, Megatron did uh rebuild this body specifically for him. So, and we 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 know he has a bit of an ego. The guy did build a giant floating version of his head. <laughs>
0: Well, he got a taste of a, being a giant floating head, um, on Planet Energon. If you recall, when that alien ship came down and he took it over, like
1: oh right, right, the uh... his
0: face like um, embossed like outwards, yeah. and he like spoke through it. So he's like, "Oh yes, I like being a giant floating head,"
1: <laughs> and it was uh... cut short. So yeah, so uh, uh, Megatron explains that the uh, that that he chose that body because it seemed fitting and had uh, a, a delicious amount of irony to it, which I agree. So bravo to the writers on that. That was a very uh, very solid creative choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you recall last episode of the podcast, I was like, "Huh? So what? Uh, I mean, the the uh, the Optimal optimist body has a beast mode, so isn't he, like, becoming a filthy organic again? But he actually mentions he's like, he's like
0: Perfect in every way, of course without that wretched organic form
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, without the, uh, the limitations of a, uh, a cursed beast mode, I think mm-hmm. is what he says. uh what and was the beast mode? It was a gorilla It, it was a gorilla with, like, a Chrome blue face and torso, right? Uh, if I had the toy available, it's uh, it's packed away. But if I had the toy available, I, I recall it now.
0: Yeah, I was never a big fan of this.
1: Uh, when the it was optimal optimal. body, yeah, eh. <laughs>
0: it's weird. It's like a it- jet with
1: feet yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and if you recall too like um fortunately megatron doesn't do this but uh when he was flying around in jet mode like in uh, season three of beast wars we would frequently see uh we would frequently see the hands that were part of the wings but move. he doesn't
0: have a humanoid face it's just a
1: jet a jet with like moving hand like hands and arms and then that he are moving around. with
0: his hands in front of him and
1: and i always thought that was fucking weird looking it- it was. <laughs> Unfortunately, Megatron doesn't do this. Uh, so, um, uh, Megatron's like, uh, S- say hello to some old friends of yours, Gary, and some Spark Extractors like bring down the the sparks of the presumably the sparks of uh, uh, the rest of the Maximals. And uh, Megatron's like, now I need to stay busy while my while my robots, uh, 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 repair the machine so I can attain my final ascension. So, Gary... Yeah, they were
0: bickering and Primal shot some shit and broke some equipment.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Gary, here we are. It is Wrestlemania. I challenge you to a no-holds-barred, no-disqualifications match right here right now in front of all these people what do you say primal walks up and he's like better yet make it hell
0: in a cell and <laughs> then <giant> cage <laughs> descends from the
1: well but but before the cage descends uh uh gary grabs a mic and is like uh, uh i accept megatron and megatron's like good and swats him out of the way and by god they're taking it backstage oh it starts backstage we're taking it backstage folks <laughs> remember no holds barred no disqualifications falls count anywhere yep yeah, uh, gary primal gary primal can be pinned pinned anywhere in the arena he can be pinned outside of the arena and indeed oh God, they go outside. he can be pinned on a car <laughs> <laughs> and, and indeed they um they take it outside the arena, it's a right? a slobber away.
0: knocker everywhere. They're knocked through walls. They're outside on that big, uh, the Bodway highway that we see throughout.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, the, like, uh, the kind of looks like a, like a tram rail. And, uh, yeah, they, they fly around. They fight. Uh, Megatron transforms a couple of times, which they're underwater. Again, which, again, I like. He, he actually transforms into the, the two vehicle alt modes of the optimal optimus body he turns into the jet mode and flies around uh chasing gary around and at one point he turns into the the uh tank car thing and yeah 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 so i it was cool i i I liked it i liked the implementation of the uh optimal optimus body in this episode
0: and it's primal's trying his best uh
1: and you yeah know? you you had mentioned they end up underwater and it's uh i listened to the i watched the episode last week with the uh uh commentary by the the writer uh uh bob Skurr. um and he was saying that the whole point of that scene was because was to slow to slow the action sequence down because like the first like half of the episode is just wall to wall like it's just a big like wall to wall like action chase sequence and so the whole reason for the, the underwater thing was one, this is the final episode and we haven't seen it had an underwater scene. So in the final episode, you want to do something new and two, it slows the action down at least for a and little bit. And the effects are cool. So kudos to the, uh, the effects of like the air bubbles
0: following the, the blaster shots. Right. Through the water and it, it's cool effects, but yeah, it does slow it down. Um, they fight underwater. Um, a Primal whole... dodges torpedoes yeah. somehow.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, the torpedoes that uh, that uh, optimal Megatron fired uh, end up blowing a hole in this pipe that sucks, starts sucking some of the water out, and Gary gets pulled in with it. And uh, then they fight some more. <laughs> then, they, then they fight, and then Megatron like goes around because he can't fit through the hole. Apparently, I'm like, why don't you just shoot a bigger hole? Make the hole bigger
0: all these questions and more
1: <laughs> all these questions and more will be answered on the next episode of Beast Machines oh wait so they they end so up let's they, get into the
0: the spiritual final chunk shall yeah,
1: we yeah they so they end up after they they do some more like chasey fighty nonsense they end up on top of the megadome and uh megatron uh starts summoning the sparks and... Before he
0: choke slams Primal
1: off the top of the cage, <laughs> off the top of the hell And Primal cell. falls
0: twenty three feet <laughs> onto an announcer's table.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. So uh, Megatron starts uh, absorbing. They're they're on top of Megadome. Megatron starts absorbing the sparks, and Gary is like trying to tell them, like, no, no, fight it. Don't uh, don't go. Don't let him. Don't let him control you. Don't let him draw you into him.
0: Right, because his final plan is to absorb them all to make himself more powerful, and that's not quite his final plan. He he's going to reveal that in a second. But as of now, Primal just realizes, oh, he's absorbing literally all the Transformers.
1: Yeah, and he he gets bigger. He he gets to like kaiju size. Like, I, like, to huge. the point there. To the point, uh, uh, a few minutes uh, from now in this uh, scene, like he's holding uh, uh, Optimus Primal just in his ha- in the palm of his hand.
0: That was like, that was cool. I'm like, I was like, I, oh. And, and there's a part when um, Primal's like, not as long as I still draw breath, ah, and he shoots him, and it just kind of hits his leg and does nothing. Yeah. He's like, oh, primal still fighting, even though you're so close to the end. Even I though see. your your futile attempts to stop me can do nothing. And I'm like, what a <laughs> what a twist?
1: <laughs> what a twist. Uh, and Megatron, then after Megatron absorbs like a shitload of sparks, he like force lightnings the top of the megadome and like blows a hole wide open in it all the way down to the Earth's core. And all the way or the Earth's core, or all the way down to Cybertron's organic core. And he's like, Ah, now it is time to reveal my plan. The The organic core of Cybertron. All I have to do is activate the key to Vector Sigma and fire it in there. And then Cybertron will become a truly perfect technological uh paradise for me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Basically, He will become Cybertron.
1: Yeah. Well, he's going to absorb all of the sparks, and he's going to... So he is, like, the, like, most... Only being on Cybertron, and he is, like, all-powerful. And he's going to use the key to Vector Sigma to completely convert the... uh, uh, Cybertron's organic core into Technomatter.
0: And essentially... I'm getting this is a, Unicron vibes. This is a from multi. This.
1: this is a multi-tiered plan that he has. Like,
0: would he become like Unicron, where he is a gigantic evil planet that is a transform? It kind of feels like.
1: I I don't think he he plans to become like I don't think becoming the planet itself is his intention. Just, Just be- re.
0: Programming and reimagining it. Yeah.
1: Just remaking Cybertron. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With and him with him as like the only being on it. Sounds kind of lonely to me, but.
0: So then what the planet becomes like Unicron, except there's a driving seat? <laughs> with, with him. Maybe, yeah. Choo choo <laughs> off to destroy Earth. Yes. <laughs> with my good, the only spark that I spared, my good buddy Rhinox. <laughs> Move over, big fella. <laughs> But um, this is interesting because now, because he physically can't do anything, Primal is like, buddy, what are you doing? Like, what what are you doing, man? Like, the Matrix can't change and evolve and the people can't change and evolve. And like, you're messing with our cycle of reincarnation,
1: bro. So what he what he says is uh I remember this cuz it it's uh kind of a weird line. Uh primal has a couple of weird lines in this episode. Um, Only a couple, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh so what he says is he's like uh sparks break away from the matrix to grow uh, not just to fight but to grow and learn and gather knowledge and love and love uh, I just thought it was weird that he just throws and love very aggressively in there at the end. Yeah,
0: and then and, um and, and then and then, and then Megan... so
1: and then so uh uh when we rejoin when we rejoin the matrix, uh all of our thoughts and experiences can make the matrix better, can better the matrix's understanding of the and universe. Thus
0: future generations of Yeah, yeah. Transformers. And that's... (laughs) I I liked that. And then uh, Megatron's response is like, Wisdom? Experience? Love? I have no need for any of this.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, You expect me to uh, 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 concern myself with such trivialities? Such trivialities? (laughs) Megatron, you're mad.
0: You're (laughs) megalomaniacal. Oh yeah, he's like, you're megaloma- li- megalomaniacal, yeah, it's and an I half expected say. him to be like,
1: uh, yeah. Me- Meg- megalomani- just call me megalomaniacal-tron, bitch! <laughs> How about Megatron, for short? <laughs> I like the rig of that. <laughs> um, Way better than my old name, Galivar. <laughs>
0: whom which of we will not speak? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gary's just down there like getting baked taking taking a uh uh smoking a joint being like your name was Galivar, dude. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, like...
0: nerd. <laughs> <clears throat> I wonder if they were going for like actually that was my slave name. Vibe because the Predacons descend from the um, the from uh, the
1: rafters like sting.
0: <laughs> Descend from the rafters like sting, and you know that was the old hymn. This is the, <laughs> this is the new hymn. Yeah, call him Megalo <laughs> <laughs> It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, so uh, uh me- Megatron. Sorry, I just had a bug on me that was startling. No, get out of here, bug! Yeah, get out of here, you fucking Predacon! Power. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, Megatron tries to access the Oracle, uh, so he can bring up the key to Vector Sigma, and he's right. like, "Ooh, why isn't this working?" And, uh, and Gary's yeah. sitting in
0: his bubble because he was put in a bubble. Yeah, yeah, for some reason, and he's all like, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> you need my permission cuz the other half of the oracles in me so if you want a sigma balls you got to <laughs> get it out of my uh my cold dead spark
1: if you want a sigma balls you better get on your knees motherfucker <laughs> say please um uh, but he yeah yeah so so gary is like uh yeah uh you have what i need uh access to Uh, uh, access to- Oh, access to the Sparks. And he's like, and I have what you need. Access to the- to Cybertron's organic core. That's what I call a stalemate, Megatron! And Megatron's like, Actually, all I need to do is just take the, uh, the Oracle away from you. Yes! And he just does that.
0: Kudos to- Keep in mind, he came from having nothing. Being a rogue spark and just being trapped inside of um, a maintenance drone, yeah, body, yeah. Yeah. To this, like he, I have to give the the planning and the cunning and everything kudos to Beast Machines Megatron because boy is he smarter than Beast Wars Megatron.
1: Well, and like all (laughs) of the things that he incorporate, like. The key to Vector Sigma was not a thing that he originally had. He has had that because uh, uh, Tank Knox found mm-hmm. that, found it, and yep. then he, and then as soon as he got control of it, he just incorporated it into his overall plan.
0: And now, like you said, when he's like, "Ha, stalemate!" Megatron, Megatron's like, "Actually, no." <laughs> and just like in five seconds, he just downloads it and pulls the, yeah. the rest of the Oracle and the, the Sigma protocol uh from from primal and primal's like no and he's like thank you like it's this big like big rousing speech of defiance and megatron's like oh never mind i'll just stick that on a usb
1: (laughs) snail mate megatron actually no fuck you
0: (laughs) (laughs) the only reason i haven't destroyed you is because i want you to see this yes (laughs) I want you to see the climax of this story.
1: (laughs) Uh, And, uh, yeah, it works. uh, So, yeah, so, and, uh, uh, yeah, so he he fires the key to Vector Sigma, he summons the key to Vector Sigma, and fires it into uh, the organic core, and Gary's like, no! But then he gets uh, spoken to by the Oracle, and the Oracle says, like, Optimus Primal. And then he charges up a, like, reformatting blast from his chest. And it goes right past Megatron. And I half expected Megatron to be like, huh, you missed. Yeah. But he, do- but he doesn't do that. And what it does is it starts reformatting this weird, like, throne thing that Megatron has behind him. And it converts it yeah. into it converts it into uh, organic matter. That's
0: what's happening there. <laughs> I was yeah, wondering
1: yeah. what the heck is yeah, going on. Yeah, and the throne had these like spikes on the top of it that get converted into vines, and they reach down and one of them grabs Megatron and Megatron's like, ooh-huh.
0: Like actually, <laughs> the the actual voice line is ooh-huh. Yeah. Not just us always making fun of that line, and uh, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. They're giving us what we want. <laughs> uh, and I'm so, like, a vine, really? Like yeah. kaiju sized, like Megatron with thousands, millions. Th- th- let's say thousands of billions.
1: Billions. Um, his his hand, his wrists get grabbed by vines. I didn't think of that, but that is a good point. You'd think he would be stronger than these vines. But maybe because these vines are, like, charged up by the Oracle? Maybe? Maybe this is kind of the Oracle, like, acting, taking direct action against Megatron? What are you going to do? It
0: grabs his wrists.
1: uh, That's my headcanon. And uh, so Gary goes to shoot one of the vines, because Megatron's kind of being, like, hung over the side goes to shoot one of the vines, and Megatron's like, No! What are you doing?
0: I was confused by this, because he's like, No! Because he's the vines are now suspending him over the this hole that leads to the core. And I'm like,
1: don't you want to f-
0: be free of the vines? You can fly.
1: Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you can fly. You turn into oh, a I, jet. I, I, I get why he's panicking, because like, he doesn't want to fall into the core. But it's like, yeah, you can fly, dude little I mean, bit of a plot beard. hole there. Um, and, uh, so, uh, Gary goes to, like, uh, cut the other one, and Megatron grabs him by the hand, and Gary's like, No! And Gary's like, Actually, Megatron, fuck you. And blasts the, uh, the other vine off. Like, he blows, like, uh, Optimal Megatron's, like, thumb right off, because he- Oh, he he's, shoots he's through his hand, a... hand. He shoots through his hand. And hits the vine, and And they go, and they go fall, both go falling off. And, uh, Megatron's like screaming, no. And, uh, uh,
0: primal's like, just, just accept it, man. Just hug it out. Cause you know what you and me, we're it, man. It's time to be reformatted brother.
1: Yeah. Cause, uh, he had said at one point, uh, uh, the, this is about balance, not just between uh, the technological and the organic, but between uh, eternal enemies. Mm-hmm. Which I, there, there's I'm, there's some spirituality I that. to that, yeah. So do and, I.
0: I like <laughs> I actually like this, and um, aside from the spirituality, it's very th- that whole yin yang, that whole. Yeah. <sighs> maybe you're here because i'm here yeah and maybe we both maybe there's a balance
1: it's yeah like uh, two sides of the same coin basically um here we go
0: and and the thing is primal embraces it and megatron goes kicking and screaming yeah. Which is also very <laughs> which is also
1: very uh uh yeah, yin and yang, like polar opposites.
0: Yeah. No, I hate you, primal. And Primal's like, bring it in, brother. <laughs> it's time to love each other.
1: Yeah. Uh and uh they they fall in and uh just completely get disintegrated. <laughs> We we see like quick shots of both of their faces. Megatron's like screaming as his face like gets disintegrated, and Gary is just like looking at.
0: One last toke as he's like <laughs> this one's for you, Maximals! <laughs>
1: uh and there's a big flash of white light that envelops Cybertron, and uh uh the entire planet is reformatted. And so what
0: just happened here is um Primal chose the green ending of Mass Effect 3 where you sacrifice yourself but everything becomes techno-organic.
1: When I was watching, uh, I, I, I'm i going to be perfectly honest too, uh, When I both times, because I've watched this episode twice now in the past few days, um, I started getting a little emotional right here because, like, one, like, I... A, a a big um uh, a big uh, an easy way to like get me is like someone sacrificing themselves for the greater good like the end of the dark knight rises dark knight rises not a great movie but that moment where like batman is just flying the bomb away from gotham and you just see you there there's just a shot of him sitting in the cockpit and he just puts his head back and closes his eyes and then you see the bomb explode like that moment really got me so like things like that really get me. So like Optimus Primal like dying, like willingly sacrificing himself to save everyone and, and just reformat Cybertron just got me right away. And just see to uh, to see Cybertron like being having been completely reformatted just right away. Like it started getting me. I'm like I'm like holy shit! The son of a bitch did it.
0: And and indeed there's um, like techno to everything so there's like grass growing over kind of metallic looking organic hills there are yeah. trees but the trees are techno-organic uh, that's what i meant by uh, it's the ending of uh it's the green ending of mass effect 3
1: the only th- the only thing i will Which, say
0: coincidentally you have to sacrifice yourself <laughs> the but
1: the yeah. only th- the the only thing i will say though is um because the show was so friggin' dark all the time. Like you didn't really notice how, just how barren and empty the world was for budgetary reasons. But you really it notice it here. Very
0: small. All of a sudden, as we see the sun, it kind of looks low budget too. Sorry. <laughs> show, but it, oh, there, there's like a sun behind it.
1: Well, we'll, we'll talk about the low budgetness in a second oh, here. When okay. With the, when the <laughs> other transformers start showing up. Yeah. Um, and uh so the the maximal our maximal heroes wake up and uh uh they're basically like, Wow, the son of a bitch did it. He actually Yeah, did they it. have their bodies, they wake up and they're like
0: It's just not the same with a big
1: bot though. Uh uh Black Arachne and Silverbolt have a really touching moment. Um Rat or,
0: Trap jumps up into um botanica's arms and he's like hey sprouts and he turns to the others and he's like yeah what can i say i'm a tree hugger
1: (laughs) and yeah the the moment between uh silverbolt and black arachnia silverbolt uh professes his love for black arachnia once again and he uh he 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 says like an old like cheesy line he's like like, oh the
0: venom of my heart how i can finally hold you yeah. It's a very like arms. it's
1: a very like OG Silverbolt like cheesy line. And, and she's like,
0: like she even acknowledges it. She's like I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take what I can get.
1: I took a screenshot of it, but there's a um a really sweet shot of them with like with uh her like in front of him and his like arms are around her and she's just smiling. It's a really it's a really sweet shot. It's... I I considered making it the the uh art for the episode, but I decided to go with uh uh optimal megatron like drinking in drinking it in man basically yeah um and then we get uh waspinator shows back up as a wasp but like with, a, a with a tiny little like uh, viicon head but like
0: waspinator is tiny
1: to like yeah. even the the
0: ma- tiny like the maximals and yeah. he's got like a little thruster thrust head but a yeah. wasp body but he talks like Waspinator, and he refers to himself as Waspinator.
1: Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. It, it's kind of he dumb. See?
0: He's like, oh, Waspinator wants more power. How come Waspinator get nothing Waspinator wants?
1: Yeah, and they just, and like, I'm swat like, did him you away. Want power? I guess you did. I
0: thought you just wanted, like, you know, a paycheck.
1: Yeah, I thought you just wanted to be cool. <laughs> Basically. Well, um, he
0: certainly isn't now.
1: <laughs> and, uh... Then some like, uh, some like jungly type music starts playing, and we hear people we hear cheering and, uh, in the horizon
0: to the horizon where there's a sunrise,
1: yeah. And, uh,
0: not only does the sunrise look shitty, but
1: uh, a whole bunch of shadowy figures start running toward them, and you know what they are? They are Optimus Primal's Gorilla Mode, just all black. Like his original like uh, season one, like Gorilla mode, Beast Wars season one Gorilla mode or the Gorilla mode that we saw in the first episode of Beast Machines when they first get back to Cybertron. So it's dozens of those. It's dozens of 2D of those, I might add, running <laughs> just pure black, just running down a hill. It yeah, looks it's so kind of looks terrible. Like, like
0: the, the Horde is coming for them. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> at first I was like, oh man, what is this? But like nice music is playing, and I thought like orcs were coming to to come and get them or or something to deal with. I'm like, oh, those are supposed to be transformers. Yeah, yeah. Joyfully coming to embrace
1: their saviors. Yeah, which it looks like shit. I found the moment really touching. Like
0: the moment is touching, but like it's jarring how bad (laughs) everything looks. (laughs) And at least they fix how bad everything looks because Botanica is like. Let's spruce things up a bit. And she starts making flowers.
1: Yeah, all over Cybertron. And uh, then, uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, Cheetor's eyes start glowing and the Oracle starts talking to him. And
0: he, looks into to the
1: him. Sky. And he uh, repeats a line that uh, Gary Primal said in the beginning of the show. Is this when He's...
0: there's like a spiritual shot of Primal. Yeah. Like a Mufasa in the clouds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, uh, it sees, it, like, he, Gary kind of just floats away. Um, and uh, Cheetor is like, yes, I understand. Which is something that Optimus said to the Oracle at the beginning of the show, so... And it uh, said
0: I, something I, like, it's up to you to lead the blah blah blah, I, and, like, unite I, I, something.
1: I just like that moment, because that that's very much, like, one, it's a full circle moment, but it's also, it's passing the torch, like, Cheetor is truly the leader now. He's
0: the connection to the Oracle. Yeah, right. And just like G One, the Matrix of Leadership, Cheetor has the the um, the Oracle.
1: He he's got the touch. He's got he's got the power. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, there arise, arise, Cheetorus Prime.
0: uh, Arise, Cheetorus Prime. I kind of like that.
1: Um, I, yeah it's got a it's got kind of a ring to it
0: um, I'm, I understand it costs money there's budget I would have liked to see them in a different form right because everything's being reformatted
1: yeah but they are they themselves were already reformatted though these are their that's true he was these are was
0: reformatted by the Oracle through Primal yeah, yeah, the, yeah. these
1: are their reformatted uh, techno-organic forms so presumably presumably now everyone on Cybertron is going to look like that
0: is going to have some techno organic form.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. And so, and, uh, uh, yeah, che- they kind of, they kind of, um, is, is che- that when they kind of do the, 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 the memory of like Big Bot? Uh,
1: yeah. Cheetor says that because, uh, Rat Trap is like, um, oh, it's just not going to be the same without the boss monkey around. And Cheetor is like, but, but he is around. He lives on. His sacrifice lives on in all of us.
0: And in our memories and in the new and in the new Cybertron.
1: Yeah. And uh, that that's the end of the episode. And the indeed the end of Beast Machines and the end of the entire G1 continuity of Transformers. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, yeah. This is they—they've uh, been rebooting the fr- the uh, Transformers continuity periodically every few years since this. So, That's uh, right.
0: Yeah. So long, continuity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so long, G One. Uh, all right. Well, that was uh, episode uh, eighty-two of Too Much Energon. Here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes of whatever we feel like talking about any on any given week on the too much energon scale it ranges from not enough energon to too much energy or to a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon sorry allergies it's basically bad okay good cal how much energon are we dealing with this week the nitpicky things aside you when you have to end things people
0: don't like it (coughs) mass effect (laughs) right um i think this is too much energon like, I, like what, what did we want from Beast Machines? Like, Primal not only beat Megatron, but sacrificed himself, and they saved Cybertron. So, and it was cool. And other people might not like the spirituality of it or whatever, but, like, there's always been a little spirituality in, in Beast Wars. And much more so in Beast Machines, and this is what I wanted. And oh, the also... to touch off the tr- the um, passing the torch to to Cheetor, like you said, like the, the I... weird two D Teletubby like ending <laughs> is a little bit jarring, but I it's too much energon.
1: I uh, it. I, I forgot to mention that uh, Cheetor also s- says that. Uh... Uh, We also can't forget about Megatron either because he played an important part in all of this.
0: And yet he technically lit Cybertron even though it's it's the yin-yang, right? And even though he was this huge problem, even though he essentially killed all of the Transformers by it being reborn anew like this and those different kinds of life and it's it, kind of a utopia.
1: Yeah, his whole space Hitler thing, like in the end, like Cybertron ended up kind of being better for it. Because better Cybert- than it
0: was before?
1: Better than it was before. Because uh because Megatron doing all that prompted Gary to visit the Oracle, who showed put Gary on the mission of completely reformatting Cybertron. And lo and behold.
0: And Cheetor recognizes that, and I'm like my man, Cheetor, you've come a long way.
1: Uh, this episode is getting a very high too much energy on from me. Oh, you, you're all all on board. Uh the the fight the fight sequence that we yada would over uh was great. It was exciting to watch. I liked. It's the, the best
0: fight in the entire
1: show. And indeed, like it. It was nice to see these two like uh, square off after all this time. Um. I liked the implementation of the uh, Optimal Optimus body.
0: Oh, yeah. It's nothing like... And then they fight some Viacons. Yeah. Like, it's it's entertaining.
1: Yeah. Um, I... Like I said, I got emotional at the end. I, I liked the banter between uh, Optimus Primal and Megatron throughout the episode. It was great. It was. Uh, I got emotional at the end. Like I said, it was nice to, to actually see... To, to see them win to see them succeed
0: especially after they're just getting their balls stomped like all <laughs> continuously in beast machines it feels like they can't get a win hell people die
1: yeah um and uh yeah uh, again the the weird like 2D like gorilla man figurines like running across the uh, the countryside was kind of weird looking but and uh, to it it wasn't bad enough to completely take me out of the moment but it was something that made me go oh but and, I but but I get the sentiment that they're going for so that's what I'm going to y- to judge yes. this scene on not just the the this bit where they clearly had to to make some budgetary cuts
0: and there's like a, a shot of like what's supposed to be a city, way down in like a canyon, as the greenery rolls over and and takes it over. Um, but it's all 2D, but it's it's drawn to have like a 3D effect. But it just makes Cybertron seem really small. Yeah, like like my place to your place, small, small. Like you could throw a ball and be like halfway across Cybertron. But again, it's it's the feeling of what they're going for yeah, and the themes. And if you imagine a cooler Cybertron <laughs> at the end of it, uh, then my uh, nitpicks kind of aren't of any value. So I'm with you there.
1: All right. Uh, do we have anything we want to say about uh, Beast Machines uh, season two overall?
0: a beast machine season 2 overall um it is completely unpredictable yep i'm really glad that i watched it um wow is it unpredictable mostly well, well, for the
1: best <laughs> well well like i said when we were going into season 2 when i had uh, watched ahead for several episodes i'm like <laughs> i'm like you are not going to be able to predict in a million years some of the the directions this show takes like fucking megahead like aware aware dragon like if were- i had
0: an infinite mm-hmm. amount of monkeys typing on an infinite amount of typewriters they could not have written up some of the episodes of season 2 of beast machines
1: yeah and like not every episode in season 2 was uh was a winner just like in season 1 but i think overall season 2 was stronger than season 1
0: even though it's more bananas it's yeah, because you could tell they're wrapping things up.
1: Yeah, and it it also feels like they, the the creators of the, of this show have said that they went in to the series, like with the entire series, like completely planned out from like day one. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, because season two feels a lot more like pl- like planned out and a lot more like. There's a lot of like little like details and moving parts in the plot that all like kind of fit together mm-hmm. in the end in a way that it's like oh th- this does actually feel like it was planned out ahead of time. Whereas like season 1 kind of feels like they had a vague idea of what they where they wanted to get and just like filled in a bunch of bullshit.
0: Season 1 had that introduce this character getaway it, it it had a few recurring beats. Yeah that 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 were happening there and it, it, it trudged along but season 2 felt like there were no rules we'll do whatever we want megatron wins the maximals try something he wins even harder right like <laughs> it's fuck it he's a giant head right oh yeah. you know what um like autobot generals why not
1: yeah Right,
0: th- throw them in there too. All we have is thrust for desperate. So it's and then they're you know they're mixing in some romance in different I, ways, yeah,
1: yeah, i I still would have much preferred to see uh Botanica and uh Gary Primal hook up personally. like to me, they feel like a better a better pairing. but it's like if they the plan was always to have Gary Primal die at the end. It's like maybe I thought that... there
0: was Remember when she first showed up? I'm like, hey, are you getting you getting some some monkey plant vibes going right. here? Right? There's some chemistry going. And um they completely ditched that. And then afterwards they it felt a little forced.
1: Yeah, it's when like they were the... like
0: bickering at each other and then they, they, yeah, it's they like... made
1: a smooch. Yeah, it's like maybe one, and that's a trope that I hate. Where people are just like fighting and then just start making out. I'm like, I don't know. I've been in some pretty heated arguments with people, and that never fucking happens.
0: <laughs> I I can, of, you know what doesn't like get the juices flowing? <laughs> Screaming at
1: someone. <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: yeah. That that's a mysterious trope.
1: Yeah, but uh. But but yeah, maybe maybe they didn't want to set uh, Botanica up with Optimus Primal because they knew that they were planning on killing off Optimus at the end of the show. So I don't know.
0: Maybe they want to give Rat Trap something, you know? Yeah. Boy oh boy, Cheetor! When we get back to Cybertron, I've got some clubs to show you.
1: <laughs> You're right, right. Yeah, that's that's some early Beast War stuff. He's yeah. like, I know this one hole in the wall where all the servant bots are walking around without their, their chest plates on or with their chest plates ex- exposed.
0: Meanwhile, like Cheetors, the, the intern um, is like, oh, geez, do, do they let you hold your hand? <laughs> I'm not old enough to drink.
1: Yeah, no worries. I know a guy will get you a, a fake ID chip. No problem.
0: No problem, uh, but boy oh boy, I have Cheetor and uh, Rat Trap come a long way! Uh, a- and indeed, to finish off beast, t- to talk about Beast Machines uh, season two in general, um, it's brave giving Rat Trap no weapons because then they could focus on him being a gadgeteer, a hacker, more. And um,
1: well, uh, yeah, that, was, Cheetor that coming coming that was into a, his own. That was a season one thing too.
0: Yeah, that's true. I feel like he in season one it was about him getting over his limitations, but in season two knowing his strengths.
1: Yeah, knowing, knowing who he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should start wrapping this up because my, yeah. my allergies are starting to go a little haywire here. Too much allergon. <laughs> Uh So, uh, episode 82, Too Much Energon, we have done exactly what we set out to do. We, we did. We finished Beast Wars, we reviewed a bunch of other random stuff, and then we finished all of Beast Machines, too. So, what's next for the show? Is the show ending now? Like what? Well, no. No, it's not. We got more planned, but I'm gonna keep that a secret as to what it is. If you're if you're a patron, then you already know because I made a post on Patreon that uh, laid out our plans for the next uh, all the way up to episode 100. So but for
0: everyone else,
1: but for everyone it's else, a mystery <laughs> for everyone else, you're just gonna have to wait and see. But you are gonna have to wait a little bit though because we're gonna uh, take a little break from this show for just a little uh, break for a few weeks. I don't know, maybe like maybe like uh, three to six weeks, somewhere around there. We'll figure out an exact uh time when we're gonna return. But uh we will be back with episode eighty three of Too Much Energy On in the near future. But who knows actually.
0: what it is? Who knows
1: <laughs> what it is? Besides us and our pa- and our patrons. Besides like our a person. dozen
0: people. Who who know?
1: Besides like a dozen people, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Patreon, best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash lasercomb L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M B. Starting at the five dollar tier, you get bonus preamble audio and a bunch of other cool shit. At the ten dollar tier, you get to pick a show for uh me and Cal to review a random episode of on our uh secondary podcast. Uh, the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, and you also get our weekly ish uh, news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight. So uh, go check that out. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash lasercomb. Or you can follow the show proper on Twitter at Too Much Or you can follow me. I am at Lasercomb. And Cal, you are at? And
0: I am at Neo Cal, N E O underscore K A L.
1: As I mentioned, we'll be back in a few weeks with episode 83 of Too Much Energon, where we're going to be talking about something I'm really excited to get into, but to know what it is, you're just going to have to wait and see. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, the Siege. And I'm Neocal. And one last time,
0: Beast Mode mode
1: well that's our story from gladiator arena los angeles california for larry zonka i'm mike adamley see you again next week for more exciting semi-final action